0: you see the countdown?
1: I do. Okay.
0: Hi, welcome to the Closet Chronicles. This is Ivanya Easley, CEO and founder of Love E Fashion and Style by Love E. This podcast is all about delving a little deeper into the fashion journey, talking with other fashion entrepreneurs and creative professionals, sharing their story, and of course, giving advice and feedback. Today, we have a special guest, Nyota Melanie, right? Melani Melani oh it's spelled like okay Melani Nyota Melani I like that that's pretty thank
1: that's your you first name? yes it is
0: oh, awesome well welcome thank you for joining please introduce yourself and your business of course and tell us what you do and we'll get in a little bit of how you got started and how you do what you do
1: well thank you so much for having me Ivanya I am so happy to be here. My name is Nayota Melani King and I am the owner of Nayota Melani, a women's clothing and accessories boutique for women who are or want to be fashionably fierce.
0: I love it. I love it. Now, how did you get started? And you know, are you have a do you, do you have an online store or brick and mortar? Tell us all about it.
1: So I got started 10 years ago, and back then I began the business really just so organically because I am an avid thrifter, and I would thrift and find pieces and go on social media and just share what I found, and then I'd have friends just asking me to find them pieces. So I began the business back then as a frugal chick's rock. Okay. And since then, it has evolved to occasionally I will offer thrifted pieces or vintage pieces, but mostly focused on handmade accessories as well as clothing. And I do have a physical location at Pittsburgh Yards in okay. Southwest Atlanta. Okay. As w- yes, as well as, um, of course, being on all social media. Platforms as Nayota Melani, and my website is NyotaMelani.com.
0: And of course, when this goes live, we will tag you so you can reshare, as well as the audience will be able to um, see your social media when we tag you when they promote it, my team. Thank you. You're welcome. So, what made you start the boutique?
1: Well, I, as I said, started, um, you know, back 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and I would do lots of pop-up shops, vending events, and uh, then in the height of the pandemic, so in 2000, I want to say it was 20, mm-hmm. I came upon Pittsburgh Yards and took a tour and it's a beautiful co-working event and tenant space mm-hmm. in Southwest Atlanta. And it just felt like home felt like a place that I wanted to be. And I decided mm-hmm. to just step out on faith and go for it and open up a physical location.
0: I love that. Now, when, when are you there? Like, what are your hours of operation?
1: So I'm there by appointment okay. mostly. So I, I usually have, Open boutique hours on Saturdays from okay. twelve to five, but other days and times by appointment.
0: Okay, awesome, awesome. Now, what made you fall in love with fashion enough that you wanted to start your own brand?
1: For me, it was um, truly my mom. Okay, and uh, my mom is me from Diana. It, <laughs> it was your dad. Wow. Yes. He's super <laughs> so you you. <laughs> See, so you know exactly what I mean. Um, my mom has always been a very stylish and fashionable woman, and when I was younger, I'd be like, "Why does she have to dress up all the time? She has all this jewelry." Um, and my mom is from Guyana, a country in South America with a Caribbean culture, so she always loves, you know, bright colors. A lot
0: of friends that are Guyanese, actually.
1: Yes, great food, great people. Yes. Um, And then when I went to college, I went to NYU in New York, New York University, and really got immersed in the eclecticness of the village in New York City and the diversity and difference before it was really like a thing. And and from there, I really just started to embrace my own style. And it's just evolved. and, And I wanted to offer women that same diversity and difference and connection to the pieces as well as just being okay with being who you are and bringing that to the table and being just so authentic in in what people see
0: yes I love that I love that that's amazing what do you feel like is a common myth about being in the fashion industry that you think like even you might have thought it before you got into it, or now that you're in it, the, what people will say to you that you want to dispel?
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a great question. I would definitely say, especially with social media, you know, there's all this glitz and glam. Yes. Um, And just like with any other entrepreneur activity, it is a lot of work. Yes. There are days and seasons times of the year when business is booming and then there are other times of the year when it's slow yes and i have really leveraged that those cycles i'll call them to focus also on the back end of things the back office of the business yes and developing clients Oh, yes. And for me, that's super important, especially because I went to graduate school while I was working full time and got my MBA at me Georgia too. State. You did? Oh, look at
0: this. I, I didn't know that. Finance. I have a master's yes. in finance. I used to be an accountant.
1: No way.
0: Mm-hmm. I was just doing fashion on the side until I made it my full time business. <laughs>
1: I love that. That's why you are so focused and <laughs> it makes sense now. It makes sense. Yes. <laughs> yes. From finance to fashion. Okay. Ooh, that, that sounds like a book. I know. Right.
0: I wrote one book already. So maybe that'd be my second one um, to delve <laughs> a little bit deeper into the business side. Cause what I stress to professionals, that are in the creative space um, because you know I teach a master class on building a business um, a creative business because I think people get so caught up in the creative like oh the fabrics the clothes yeah. like you <laughs> said the bliss and glamour the fashion shows etc but it's like you have to look at the data in your business you got to look at projections and spreadsheets what are your goals and are you doing things that are going to move the needle in your business are you just being busy like You Mm. know, all of those things is what's going to help you, one, be a sustainable business, actually be able to stay in business since the percentage of businesses fail within the first seven years. I think it's about half of them. So if you can make it past the seven-year mark, you might be doing something right. But just like figuring out what's going on, like you say, on the back end and not getting so caught up on the front end that people can see. But like what's going on in-house is how you're able to, you know, stay in business. And I've been an entrepreneur now for 13 years.
1: What?
0: I had a job was 2010.
1: Wow. So see, and see, that is commendable because we know that many businesses don't even sustain the first three to five years, right? It's hard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's but you learn hard. from your mistakes and you got to figure it out and you got to pivot, you got to adjust. I mean, 2020, we all had to pivot and adjust and a lot of businesses didn't survive that either. So...
1: Mm. Yes, indeed. It it pays to really have a good foundation. And yeah. I love the fact that you offer a class and you're all about the education, because, as I said, the glitz and glam, that's one portion of it. But yeah. the main I mean, part that's what
0: draws a lot of people in thinking they want to do it because of what they see about the glitz and glam and the red carpets and stuff. But they don't see all the stuff it took to get to that point.
1: Yeah. Inventory management, like you said, Man. projections, Man. Yes. Um, merchandising, yeah. buying. Oh, yes. That's, that's lot. the work. Yes. Look, mm-hmm. and you didn't even
0: get to marketing, sales, and customer service. So <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's a lot of components, of course, of running and building a business. And then, of course, wearing all these hats. I mean, the difference when we had a job is we weren't the only person at the job. By the time most of us start working for companies, they had, you know, hundreds of thousands of employees that are playing all these different roles. When you are on the business, at least in the beginning, you got to wear all the hats. You got to be marketing. You got to be the janitor. You got to be sales. You got to be. It's a lot.
1: Absolutely. And and one of the things that I share when I, you know, chat with my entrepreneur friends or, you know, those who are seeking to become entrepreneurs, I I work in <clears throat> corporate America in, in a, uh, for a financial services company. And mm-hmm. I've been there for about 18, 19 years.
0: Oh, wow. That's and, a long time nowadays. You know, it seems like people be switching ooh. jobs right now.
1: I know it's it's so unheard of. And, and I, I left my job in 2022 okay. to pursue my business full time. Mm-hmm. And, that was wonderful because it gave me the opportunity to get a taste of full-time entrepreneurship. Yes. And what I say to folks is the same way that you work hard at your full-time gig or your, you know, corporate gig. It's the same way you've got to work as an entrepreneur. And even, Um, and even, and I just about to say that comma even harder. And it's the, 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 most work that you will do, but the most rewarding.
0: I agree. I would not trade it for anything on my worst day. It's still better <laughs> than, uh, and not that I didn't like my job. I didn't actually even have a problem with it. Considering I have so many friends that work in corporate America and they deal with like microaggressions and all these politics and all these things. Mine wasn't bad, but it was just like the freedom of entrepreneurship of determining your own destiny, so to speak. Um, mm. like, I don't dread Mondays or, you know, any day of the week, (laughs) what I want it to be, as well as not even worrying about, oh, you know, women make this amount of cents on a dollar compared to men and black women make even like I can make what I want to make because I'm determining, you know, how my future is going to go because it's completely in my hands. And I love that and not Mm -hmm. feeling like I'm being boxed into a salary cap or, uh, you know, this box. of I got to be this way here or there or I can just be completely authentically myself at all times.
1: I love it. Yes, indeed. It's a freedom, right?
0: Yes, it's a freedom.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that kind of is priceless to me. So, yeah. Um, entrepreneurship is not for everybody, but I do feel like if once you get here and you navigate and figure it out, it is this freedom that you do not have when you are working at a company. Um, if that's not what oh, you want.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I love that. So what are, you know, the things that you feel like, well, no, before I get to that, what has been your, you feel like your biggest success as well as your biggest, I not want to say failure, but your biggest disappointment or your biggest challenge.
1: My biggest success, I would say, was in 2023. So last year, beginning oh, yeah, of last year.
0: Last
1: year. I, I right, to, I honestly, know.
0: we're in 24 <laughs> now. It feels like it's just an extension of 23. But yeah, we're in a whole new year.
1: <laughs> we, yes, I, I keep having to say, okay, last year. So yeah. actually, in t- late 2022, I decided that I wanted to rebrand my business so Mm -hmm. started off as frugal chicks rock wanted to change the name to my first and middle name Mm -hmm. and for me that was my part of my greatest success Mm -hmm. was recognizing that my customers wanted more for me and i had tested Mm -hmm. more uh products and so forth and higher price points because remember first business is called frugal chicks rock and now changing it to nyota melani so Frugal Chicks Rock has a whole sort of connotation, frugal, that's expensive. Yes. But I started testing higher priced products, adding um, more uh, ethnic pieces to the collection when it came to accessories. And that really worked for me. And I listened to my customers. I asked questions and, um, you know, rebranded the actual visual aesthetic in the boutique because... My suite of Pittsburgh Yards is only about 260 square feet. So it's yeah. not a big space. Yes. But what I did was I partnered um, with uh, Aspire Construction and Design, which is a black owned company at Pittsburgh Yards, one of my neighbors. Yes. And she I told her what I wanted to do with the space and she mm-hmm. saw the vision she's also a client. And she created the new layout of my space. I love that. Yes. So that was all a part of the rebranding because when you only have so much space, you can't have a lot of things on the floor yeah. like fixtures. Yeah. So move that stuff to the wall, created um, fixtures hanging from the ceiling structure to you know, reduce some of the clutter in the boutique. And no and yes, when you walk in, you look, you can look up. I have a platform in the back that I use as like my, my step and repeat. It's just yes. so beautiful, cozy and inviting. Uh, and also ties into the whole Nyota Melani, a personal experience, a personal yes. shopping experience. So I'm glad I did that and stepped out on faith, rebranded everything. Um, so that was one part of your question the other was like my biggest failure and yes. it's okay. Yes. So um I would say hmm that's a really really great question and 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 here's what I'll I'll answer that with Ivanya. Um really I realized about mm, three years ago mm-hmm. that it's great to do pop-ups, but every pop-up is not for me.
0: Yeah. Well, I just had that conversation with somebody yesterday. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and um, that's why in, as part of the rebranding, I revamped my website because I wanted to drive more people to more traffic, more yes. engagement to the website. Um, and I recognized that I was spending a lot of money in pop-ups, some of which were not serving me well. They were not my target audience.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I figured out now who my niche client is when it comes to pop-ups. Yes. And the type of pop-ups I, I need to be at. And I don't need to be at all of them. And I'm, yes. I, I have no problem with failing. You know, I'm, I'm right there with Pinky Cole. Fail fast. Yes. Fail fast, learn, and move on. Yes. And that's how I've been able to really um, innovate. Yes. Pivot um, and not get stuck on one thing just because it's the one thing and yeah. not follow the crowd, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So exactly, I
0: love that. I love that. What do you feel like is a good personality trait for
1: what you do? What do you mean by that?
0: Well, like a lot of times, personality trait or strength, like I think to be in, I'm, what I do as a service business, I mean, and even what you do is a service business to a degree because we work with people, but I think one of the good traits is personality and not, you know, letting whatever may be going on with you personally affect how you deal with customers or clients or whatever. Mm-hmm. It
1: is. So to me, that's
0: a good personality trait. Uh, being yes. resilient is a good personality trait to me, but I'm like. I'm always mm-hmm. curious of like what are a good personality trait to the individuals I talk to that run businesses because none of us are running the exact same business. I mean, you have a boutique, so we're in the same industry, but I don't own a boutique, so I don't buy wholesale right. clothes. I deal with customers in a totally different way than you, so that's why I say as a True. boutique owner and people who are listening that may want to start a boutique or they just started a boutique or they're working on their boutique, What do you feel like is a good personality trait to have for this business?
1: Um, I'd say there's probably a couple because like you said, you know, I, like you, I have clients that I'm interfacing with on a personal level. And I'd say from that perspective, it's listening for me. Yes. Um, Because I have clients that will come to the boutique or I'll see them at a pop-up and they want to purchase a gift for someone yes. or they want to buy something for themselves. And yes. for me, it's really just listening to what they're saying yes. and listening for those key words and not assuming. So if you want to buy something for someone, well, tell me about that person. Yes. What do they know? What's their style? What yes. do they gravitate? And if it's for that person themselves, so I can usually look at someone and make a quick assessment, but, yes. That's their style that day. That may not be the way they dress, you know, tomorrow. So just asking those questions, those probing questions and listening um, and being present with them. Yeah. So that's on the individual side. On the business side, as far as owning a physical boutique, um, it's really being open-minded because I I know that I have to change my uh Boutique visual Mm -hmm. constantly to show clients how items look, because the way something looks on a hanger is very different than the way it may look on a mannequin, the way it may look on me, the way it may look on them and I when they see all the
0: time but sometimes <laughs> so you, you know <laughs>
1: hanger and
0: it doesn't have hanger pill but you put it on the body and it's like wow Ooh. i would have never picked that up but everybody can't visualize like that to be able mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. introduce you to try something or stretch you outside yourself because it didn't have hanger pill and sometimes stuff looks amazing on a hanger you put it on the body and you're disappointed so
1: yes 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 so you know, I I just am, am constantly and and I love that the the you never know what any day is going to be change things around in the yes. boutique. Um, when it comes to social media, I really have to appeal to different client um, aesthetics. Some uh, clients love videos, some love yes. photos, some love yes. lives. So, yeah, um, I enjoy it. I really do. It keeps you I on love your toes. Them.
0: I love that. You can hear um, that you enjoy it um, from not just here on the podcast, but just from being around you the few times we've been able to be together in person at the conferences or events. I love to see people operating in their passion and gifts. So you definitely reflect like, oh, I'm not doing this just because it's a trend to get on, but that you do it for real and that you really enjoy working with the people um, doing what you do. So I love that. Thank you. Uh, what is your favorite or one of your favorite productivity hacks as an entrepreneur?
1: Ooh, so for me, it's the physical planner.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, old, old school. school. <laughs> like, like old school, gotta write it out.
1: Listen, let me tell you. We both said it at the same time. <laughs> old school. So for me, like, <laughs> I'm laughing because when it comes to like November. I'm like, okay, I got to order my planner for uh, 2000, the next year. (laughs) And I order it from the same place. But, and the planner looks the same, but I love how structured it is. Yes. And it's a woman owned company. Um, And I just love planners. And I get that from my mom. She always, I don't know if you guys remember, Philofaxes.
0: Yes. Ah,
1: Yes. (laughs) and so I have the task we are
0: in our age but yes I do
1: okay you <laughs> mom was leather um, I had little rings inside but so yes. I look forward to that because I am very visual and I'm very task oriented so when I write things down um, I get them out of my head and yes. I can check them off and because again I have a full time job yes. I have the business which is a 24 7
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Thing that I that is a part of me yes. and of course I have my life outside of, of both of these realms and as you know I love to do women's events. Yes. So there's always something going on. Yes. So that's my productivity hack and post-its.
0: Okay. Yep. Look, do you think you would ever make your own planner because you like planners, like a custom planner that you would put out yourself under your brand?
1: That's a thought. That is a thought and guess what it's going on the freaking post it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's truly truly a thought. And and 2024 for me is all about discipline. Yes. Um and getting my ideas out of my head and into yeah. actual production. So yeah. stay tuned.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Only because the way you're saying it, and, and then you know, I think the other thing about planners or whatnot is that, like, I haven't seen a planner that is to the fashion industry per se. Mm.
1: So, like, sometimes
0: having a planner, like, of course, you got the planners that have the dates and you just write in all the blocks and all the things, but then you have planners that are specific to different industries i mean even like when you do your quickbooks they ask like oh what kind of industry because they're going to have accounts set up if you own a restaurant versus if you own a boutique versus if you do this or that what if there was a planner that was more like hey did you look at your data this week Uh, or your shopify whatever as a boutique Mm -hmm. owner that there are certain things you're going to do as a boutique owner that you're not going to do as a restaurant owner or whatever the case may be so it might just be something interesting to add into you know your repertoire of products
1: Mm, (laughs) the product mix right
0: that's another one of my really good gifts is i can see other people's stuff and be like oh you should do when it comes to me sometimes i can't see the forest for the trees which is where (laughs) um, business coaches and mentors and other people who are not in your business can look at it from the outside in and be like yeah have you thought about blah 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 because sometimes when you're in it you're so consumed with all the stuff you already got to do and all the stuff you're trying to keep up with to be thinking of something new or something that may add to what you're already doing
1: absolutely i feel the same way i connect (laughs) dots real quick strategy is my thing um and it's so much easier to uh see for someone else because we're yeah. in the weeds, right? Exactly.
0: exactly. I'm like, I already got to go do another. I can't you. think of nothing new, okay? But yeah. Right.
1: I love, I I love, love the finding terms that you're throwing out here. I love it.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, and we're almost to the end. Uh, um, I want to know, what advice would you give to someone who wants to start or trying to grow and scale their boutique?
1: Um... I would definitely say learn the business side of things first. Yeah. I know that it's so enticing to just jump right in, mm-hmm. but truly learn the business side of things first because it will help you really with the strategy and direction of your business and knowing when to say yes and when to say no, whether it be purchasing inventory, whether it be, Marketing spend, physical locations, target clients, all of that. And the other thing that I really, really want to stress is know who your clients are up front or spend time researching that.
0: Yeah. Customer personas, man.
1: Oh, my goodness. Our customer personas are key. Yeah. And surround yourself with others who have done what you are trying to do or yeah. who are doing it yeah. and get a business coach a good business coach yeah
0: yeah because yes. you make so many less mistakes if you're getting some guidance because there's nothing new under the sun you don't have to reinvent the wheel and Mm-mm. you can make so many less mistakes by investing in yourself early by getting than doing it, doing it wrong, losing money, spending money, and then finally getting help. And at that point, you could have had did, got the help to begin with and had saved the money you lost before you finally broke down and got the help.
1: Ask oh my me gosh. Know,
0: okay, ask me how I that.
1: I was gonna say that sounds like experience, right? Know. We know, we know. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, definitely. Uh, And I know a lot of times when you start, it's like, well, I don't have as much money, or I don't, but you got to figure out with the money that you do have, where is the best use of it to go, and what is going to be the most beneficial and the biggest ROI in Mm -hmm. the beginning so that you can, you know, move forward. And that foundation is everything, like you said, a strategy on how you move
1: forward. I've made a
0: lot of money, I've lost a lot of money too.
1: Right. <laughs> yes indeed.
0: Good some some good investments and some not so good ones and living and learning. Look, that's why I teach the class, okay? I'm like, no, right. don't do this, but do this.
1: <laughs> right. Oh yeah. yes. Yes.
0: No, no. Oh, and then of course, my final like three part question is um, three books, movies, or podcasts, or all three if you want. And the only reason I ask is because everybody learns different and everybody doesn't like to read or listen to podcasts or watch movies. So whichever one that resonates with you, what three books, movies, or podcasts would you recommend for somebody so that they can learn or get inspired or whatever?
1: Okay, so I love to read. I am Me an too. avid reader. I yes. try to read a book um, Ooh, I'm trying to get there. That's I try
0: to set like 30 minutes aside mm. every day to read. Mm. <laughs> and then on I the weekends, if it's slower, if that is a being the slower point, just depends, then I'll read even longer. But I love love to read.
1: Wow, mine right now is a book a month. That's my that's my that's goal. Good, Yes. Um. So I love to hear that a book a mo- a week. Woo. Yes. You'll have to share your your list with me. Um. <laughs> so one of the books that I love is Atomic Habits. Oh, that, that's
0: on my reading list to reread.
1: Oh my goodness, I love that book. I have like uh,
0: twelve books on the reading list that I'm just pushing,
1: <laughs> pushing
0: through to get to. I haven't got to them yet, but working my way. <laughs>
1: Ooh, and and one that I'm reading right now is Battlefield of the Mind. Okay. Um, by Joyce Meyer. That's more of a oh, spiritual. that's
0: old school. My mom yes. loves Joyce Myers. Okay.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Um, and so those are, and again, I've got a long reading list too. So I, those are the two that come to mind. I will say that as far as like what I feed myself daily. Of course, I meditate, yes, um me you know, read my bible yes. um and also, when it comes to YouTube, mm-hmm. I love Eddie Panero, okay. motivational speaker, okay. um, and anything in that sort of realm, because of course, you know this, uh ivanya, that as an entrepreneur, we have to surround ourselves with positive thinking. Yeah um, affirmations, gratitude, because, and the last thing I'll leave you with is I always share that. Of course we have the days where everything goes great and we're like, yes, that was a win. And then we have days where, where, where we're like, oh my gosh, I did a pop-up and I didn't make any money. Yeah. Or you invested in something that didn't have the return that you had expected. That's what I'll I'll call that. What I say is, remember when you have those amazing days for whatever reason, the feeling that you felt. Take part of that feeling, that goodness, that joy, and put it someplace in your soul, in a reserve. Okay. Yeah, because you're gonna tap into it because on those days where the return on investment was not what you expected or you were disappointed you need to pull some of that energy that feeling and remember and just be in it that positivity and remember it so you can keep going and not be discouraged
0: I love that that could have fell under your advice uh part two
1: <laughs> I get yes I I I woo We'll just leave that right there. Yeah, no,
0: I love it. And thank you for those gems. Thank you for the conversation. I enjoyed it. I, of course, could talk about everything to do with this business and industry forever. (laughs) But uh, I do appreciate you taking time out your busy schedule to chat with me. And I look forward to whatever collabs we'll be able to do this year, whether it's within Mogulcon or outside of it, now that we're connected. And um, I'll definitely let you know when this goes live.
1: Thank you, and and thank you for being amazing for you.